Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Oh, wow. Culture Podcast. We're here. We're back. Our first new entire crew attended episode of 2023, kicking off a new concept we concocted in our downtime. I am uh, your co-host, your co-anchor for tonight, Zilla Rock. I'm joined by Alaska. Hello. And Curly Castro. What up? Hi. So, we're back. It's been a great time uh, recuperating, relaxing a little bit. And um, we decided to come up with a new concept called Blind Spot. And one of the things that might have inspired it is from when I tweeted a few weeks back saying, hey, I never listened to any special ed albums ever in rap. And amongst us we've all sometimes will say oh i never listened to this album oh i never listened to this one did you can you believe that holy shit i can't believe you never listened to that record so we thought rather than just keeping that amongst ourselves and making fun of each other or putting it on twitter to be shamed we make it some wonderful fucking content for you guys so the first one we're kicking off with is an album i hold dearly i love it so much i have i've run this album into the ground the beat nuts a musical massacre um, gentlemen, thank you for talking about this record. I think this was Castro's idea to do Beat Nuts in general, and we settled on this record. Um, I know people have very, very strong feelings about the first few Beat Nuts albums. I don't know anyone who really has any feelings, good or bad, about this one. It seems, in my limited experience talking with people on the internet about this record, and what first it's two usually, records you're talking about? I'm talking so, I'm, I'm so about Musical Massacre. It usually is how people have a disdain for it, like how I, me and Small Pro, like Beats, Rhymes, and Life as its own record, and people have a disdain for it because it doesn't fit the first set of records before it. So yeah, the first like, set of records before... Or murder, or murder Music for Mob Deep, same difference. Yeah, good call, <laughs> like Murder Music, Mob Deep. It's like a, definitely like a dividing point, right? And so... For the Beat Nuts discography of like Street Level, you know what I mean, Stone Crazy, um, Intoxicated Demons, like they they tend to sit in one spot with folks, and then they kind of get off the train when this album starts in the discography. Whereas with me, I was aware of the Beat Nuts, but I wasn't buying their shit when it was out until this record hit, and I've really really loved it. Um, so that's that's kind of my introduction. So what? I, I we have like a three pack of questions when we're going to kick off this series of blind spot records. Um, what what were you guys doing while not listening to this album in 1999? What was taking up your interest? Because this dropped August 10th, 99. Go ahead, Alaska, since you have that list out now. So so for me, it was like I had kind of already moved on from the beat nuts. I think at this point, but right. I was like heavy in like Jay Z Volume Three doomsday mm. murder music um not yeah murder music speaking of the dividing line i love that um what else like um sound bombing two was getting mm. heavy rotation mm. yeah. um supreme clientele was still getting rotation at that time it wasn't out yet wasn't that oh that's right it came out in 2000, 2000. yeah um uh but then like uh art of storytelling yes like that type Very, of shit like that's those were the kind of things i was listening to at that time mm. um and you know, I think the beat nuts just didn't really fit into that for me anymore. It was like, you know, they they were like a group that would make one or two club bangers. And if you were out and you were at a party or whatever, right. and you heard it, you were like, oh, that's cool. Right. But I'm not going to like go to the beat nuts for my fix mm. of like lyrics or beats or whatever. Fair enough. So for, for me, that's like I, I dipped after street level. Wow. Yeah. You weren't there for Stone Crazy. Were no. Off the yeah. books. Yeah. I mean, I, I have reasonings for that that I could get into at some point. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it, it, it's more like for later questions. But yeah. <laughs> Castro, what was your 99 chamber uh, listening rotation on the disc, man? Oh, I was in the raucous. I was raucous out yes. at that point. So, and that's also, excuse me, my cat is acting a day off. What do you want? Pick some way to go. Um, so like if you weren't like co-signed by that or Jux, you know, Jux was um Jux was like, you know, starting to bubble, but like Raucous really had a good foothold at that point. Yeah. Um, and so I was just, you know, a lot of Raucous artists 
and a lot of my carryover from my 90s artists so whatever that may be if that was mob Nas, whatever they right. were still you know relatively some of them were coming out of their um decent phases but you still were like checking for them right so the beat nuts were always like a, um like a subgroup for me yeah you know, like like a like the third tier if you had like a period yes. or whatever so i would see their um you know their works but that would never be like the first or fourth cd i would buy at a store right and then um and i would just get my beat nuts fixed from like them producing for other people right so be like, oh here's, here's the beat nuts and they were also a very very latin group and mm-hmm. i don't know if people get that part of it but they were a very latin group so they had a lot of you know latin fan bases and so my neighborhood was not like latin based mm. so it wasn't like people weren't like playing the beat nuts any extra you know well the, you know what's fascinating talking about this this year and this time this album dropped the same day as cool keith black elvis lost in space yeah, Razel make the music 2000 wow. and Violator the album and I owned all of these albums <laughs> I, I owned all of those records it also dropped a week before murder music I, and, I didn't like murder music but that was me being like a mob um, purist oh man I was in love with that record and then it, like the it, it had a lot it had a lot of skips high. but then it had like the highest of highs on that I, I just once they do because the, the cover was like what like it, it was just blood it's not, yeah it's, not, it's so nothing like, great it's not very they good. were just devolving with the cover so like um, right now hell is an awful cover the infamous mob is a great cover but it's a rooftop with your friends so it's like the props pretty much made that it was the rooftop yeah. with all their friends and then Hell on Earth was just like the, the red terrible. splatter. I was like, okay. Well, because they, they then, were using the fucking dragon from that that band, Sick of It All. And but even still, it. like the, the, the background, it don't even it, it yeah. didn't matter. And then yeah. and then the then murder music is even worse. So in my mind, the music was following the artwork. So when I well, saw I'll, the murder, I'll music, say this too. You're I'll right. Say, no, I'm not interested. And, and I'll say this. Opinion. Yes, I'm I'm looking at this year, right? So like artists are telling, like what's name said, you had the mega fr- the February release of I bought every single one of these: Black Moon, Warzone, Eminem, Slim Shady LP, Prince Paul, Prince Among Thieves. The Roots things mm-hmm. fall apart. So this is a, and even I bet the Far I dropped in February. Focus yeah. daily. I ran that shit crazy. Um, and then you had what else? Nas, I am not great, but it was huge. Doomsday, like you said, Wu Syndicate, like you said earlier. Last guy, I'm yep. not sure if we recorded that part. And then Sound Bombing too. Like there's oh, and then Snoop Dogg, No Limit, Top Dog. Love that album. That came out in May. There's a lot of shit that's dropped. 99 is quietly a crazy year. Yeah, it's a wild year. That's what you yeah. have this on. One nine nine. Yeah, they had true. That. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but, and Castro, um, little Johnny from the hospital. Yeah. yeah that that Cutmaster Kurt record Master of Illusion was really yeah, dope too. Yeah. So it's just like because oh, beat nuts too. Made, but no, I didn't get Lupac right then. They was Ooh. still like when I'm on the mic, I was like, I'm not interested. It took like <laughs> a year. But like when there's all these other contestants as as hip hop want to do right. back then, yeah, you would make your choices. Like if you like four the same type of artist, you might only buy two of their records. You might yeah. like all four, right? But as far as like the money you're spending, yeah. you know, the last yeah. time we were older, I was younger, we had a lot, but. You had to make a choice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, w- I was spending my money on the Beat Nuts, Rozell, and Cool Gate, and Violet. No, you had to make a choice. You couldn't get. <laughs> I remember being in shit. CD stores and not being able to get. I couldn't just. Oh, I, not that I couldn't get everything I wanted. I knew I could only get like one or two CDs. Yeah, right. but I never would been coming out with like five or six, and that way I would get everything that I saw. Okay, that I went in there for or the yep. things that I saw while I was there. Like, yeah. Okay, Castro. I'm sorry. I'm chomping at the bit to say this to you. In the month of August in 1999, right? We were talking about beating us, Cool Keith. You also had Memphis Bleaks coming of age, right? You have, I mean, Prem shit, arsonist as the world burns. You have my, my boys, high and mighty, home field advantage. Mm-hmm. You have Nori, Melvin Flint, the hustler. You have Puffy's Forever, rest in peace, Hurricane G on that shit. Castro, you have Nia by Black Alicious Drops. Yeah. And Castro to round it all out, August thirty first, O G C. You also had higher strikes back, ludicrous, <laughs> incognito. Yeah, the no, local nobody one. was on that. Yeah, nobody was on ludicrous. I mean, locally they were right. Yeah, because he re released incognito. 
Right. Was yeah, but that that had uh what's your fantasy on it, right? Yeah, the original one, yeah. Original, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think he augmented it and like put Sean on it. Right. Back for yes. the first time is when he actually yes. like really, really hit. Yeah. Yo, right. I'm I'm just counting how many of these albums I bought that dropped in ninety nine. This this I own a lot of this shit. This is yeah. Terror Squad, the album. Red and Meth dropped. They Spectre. dropped a month but, later. But don't Most Death dropped in October. Yeah, we're, Handsome we're, Boy bought that. We're doing hindsight. We're doing Nostalgia Dual Memories. Don't forget that a lot of these records that we like, oh, I had this one, I got this one. We got them later. Yeah. Like some of these records we bought in oh, 2001. Seriously. Like I was buying yeah. these motherfuckers for the we I was spending my cash. We, I, 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 I doubt somebody saying, had them though so you heard no them. yeah yeah you heard it yeah. but i'm oh, saying yeah. like as far as like our memories like oh i went and bought it at beach street we did not uh, we did not we did not i would come on we did not like i remember of, going of to, i bought i bought i got, I we did like not buy like no nah, we didn't buy these things right then I'm, it was the, it was I'm a lifestyle honest. it was the lifetime of an album that album could be out for a year you get it six months into its release type shit I, I was yes. I was a kid. I was seventeen, working, getting paid cash every day. I was buying all. I was spent. I was wasting all of my money. That's what I'm. I'm getting at it for this year. I wasted a lot of money on release day. That's what I'm realizing. Looking at these fucking records, I'm like, yep, had this when it came out. You had this, had this. Other years, not that, not so much. To your point, like some joints you had to make. Like I didn't buy Corrupt Streets as a mother, for example. Yeah, but you but know, it did drop that year. That a was mobility. huge. What? Yep, exactly. Immobilarity bought that. Dre 2001 bought that release day. These all came out. Ew, Nostradamus came out. And the, and the Master by Rakim. Ugh. What a nightmare. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this is what Home we were doing. The tunnel drop, though. That was a dope record. That is that is pretty good. Um, so for me, I was listening to this album in 1999, I think because, like I just said, I was I was literally going to record store every single Tuesday with cash in my hand and no responsibilities. Yeah. Um, and I, I really loved Off the Books. I had that cassette single, but I, I didn't buy Stone Crazy. And then um, after um, Juju did the, a beat for um, Beware for Pun on um, Capital Punishment, I was like, oh, like their beats are getting way hotter. And then they had um, the Beat Nuts Forever song. It was on the Violator compilation. And wait, that dropped the same day. That's weird. So that was out the same day on a different record uh, off this shit. Um, so then I, I think it was Watch Out Now. Watch Out Now. That that beat fucking blew my mind. And when I heard Watch Out Now, I was like, yo. Yeah, that beat's insane. It's so hot. I was like, they would they were playing that like on the radio, and then they would play it like in the background when like DJs were just talking oh, yeah. and shit. Like yeah. that was a massive beat. So I was like, I think I, I think I have the the CD single for Watch Out Now still. Watch out now. Yeah, And it came out like in August, like not a lot of shit typically drops. Excuse me. You know what I mean? So yeah. With the exception of Rosell, uh, fat boy Sharif's favorite album ever. Shouts to Sharif. Make the music. 2000. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So I was playing, but I, I think it's more just because I was again, looking at this year, I, I bought a lot of this shit like release day. Cause I was just in that, is in that sweet spot of having a lot of disposable income. Um, okay. So, you, you alaska you alluded to it earlier like you weren't or both you guys said it castro was like they were kind of like a third tier group mm -hmm. and so what when when watch out now hit like that's a big fucking record yeah were you like kind of tying into murder music with mob deep are you kind of like i don't like this new sound these guys are doing because it's on the radio and it's kind of like a no, jiggy or polished sound or like ah, uh, no it wasn't cool song. i'm not it into was, it though. it wasn't our moment for me i actually like the song the song was cool, but it wasn't our moment. It was it was a Latino song, like mm. tried and true. So like I wasn't 
try to take credit for it, like I would let them have it. If you get my point, like I let them celebrate that song and stuff like that. Right. It wasn't something I was bumping. Yeah, I watched the video a bunch, but like I said, like not Latin neighbors or Latin friends, they would bump their shit like crazy. And oh, so I would let them have that. If you get my point, like let right. them have that moment. So I, I did. So, so like when they would have like hit song, I think the one I really got most involved in was like the um. I guess the one when Pun died and Tony Sunshine was doing up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so hard. Like that one, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. It's so hard. But all them other ones, I would let, you know, my Latin cat, you know, like the same way we would we would get off like NWA and they would just let us do that. They wouldn't sing along. There's a lot of times people didn't sing along with the NWA because it was like, okay, it's a black thing. <laughs> right. Um, even aside from the language and stuff. So to me, when those songs would drop, I would feel real proud for the Latin community that they had like equal, if not parallel quality in their hip hop mm-hmm. as he moved along. You see what I'm saying? Like I thought right. that, I thought that was pretty important. So when Pun would, would get those hits mm. and stuff like that, and then Beat Nuts would be doing these beats and stuff, I would really praise them and give them their moment because I thought that was important for them to keep pace, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is before reggaeton or anything else, like right. playing field or whatever. You just had like, beat nuts and like fat joe and like very minimal you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying in terms of, and in cypress hill cypress yeah, yeah. Um, cypress nori stuff like trust the look well, no, the link what happens remember those dudes yeah, delinquent. yeah so they were very few and far between so i would always give them a moment so like when they would have a big song like um it's so hard i remember like it was almost like um i don't think they did but it felt like they recorded it during like the puerto rican day parade <laughs> like they were setting up some of the scenes that way Right. A lot of flag waving and stuff like that. You know, a lot of Bodie Bodie or Pride and stuff. So yeah, yeah. So that 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 song, I knew the song, I knew the singles, but again, I, you know, I would let them have that. Oh shit! Yeah. So then, for you, um, like Alaska, what, where did they fit then in like the landscape for you? I guess before and during this album, I kind of looked at them as single artists by that point. Mm. Um. I I realized like, and it's something I realize more now in hindsight, but mm-hmm. like, I'm a huge fan of intoxicated demons mm-hmm. and I realize that I'm a huge fan of intoxicated demons because in the 74 minute format, the beat nuts aren't interesting enough to carry a whole record. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so even on street level, which I think is a cool record, it just gets tired after a while. Like it's the same shit over and over again. Mm. And I think that album broke uh, me. Alaska, out, let me ask you. Yeah, this one was this one is nineteen. It's I is in hindsight, saying. or were you old enough where these long albums were getting on your nerves? Because these no, were, those are it, the it's, it's hindsight, but at the time, I remember getting bored with the records. Okay, got you. And, and you know I what I mean? Like listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there was like a there was definitely like something about the length of their records and the amount of beat nuts that I was getting in well, those I tell, records I tell that Zilla I didn't need that much. I, I tell Zilla this all the time offline, like as big a Wu fan I was, the last three songs would kill me. It would oh, take yeah. me just all so much to get to those last three. They were yeah. also very long songs for some reason. And mm-hmm. they were like the, to me, I always felt like the extra songs, I call them extra on the Wu albums were like, we're the resin. We're getting everything out the jar. All yeah. the crumbs. Right. Yes. Thems, and I'm reaching out the bottom. Where else is down there? Uh, yeah. Soul Controller. All right. Deuce 80 bars, you know what I'm saying? Get it right. all out. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. So I, I can I can ex- I can parallel your exhaustion yeah. when it came to some sometimes I was like, uh-uh. But yeah. whereas the outcast album is a breeze. Exactly, times. exactly. True. So it's yeah, you know, the format's good if you could fill it with entertainment. Yes. You know, True. something that moves and like beat nuts are a very one-dimensional group. Right. They're right. only gonna but they're only gonna yeah, beats can vary. But the topic matter is going to go like, you know, in four directions. South, east, west. They're like a really good version of the cool guys on the block that rap. Yep. Yes. Because the guys on the block that rap, it's never really no top. We're not not going back and forth with topics. We're just barring out. Barring out. Maybe I mentioned a block or two. Yeah. And we keep it rolling. But like, if you go to those cats, the last is speaking of, you ask them to rap 15 days in a row. Right. Day one and day 15. Same exact similar similar t- subject matter. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying it's some cats just rap. I remember I'm, I knew cats last. They were just in that mode, but that yeah. was all. That was it. They, that was they stopped. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, but, you know, didn't really. And, and for that that little window, they're like unbelievable. Yes, right. 
But when you hear that same thing over and over and over and over again, it's just like, fuck. Z, you brought it up. It, that's OGC without the beat miners and the production. Yeah. Right. Without the production yeah. of OGC. Right. You're not, you're not and I'm not knocking them. Yeah, but it's just like no. three of them, you know, what are they talking about? If it was? Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think so. With, with, so, me loving this album and hearing both of you guys, like your reservations at the time, what's interesting is that I, I think what I was drawn to this record was like people weren't beyond the single, like people weren't crazy about the album as much as they were everything else that came out that year. So for me, it was kind of like a hidden gem. And within this record, you get pulled into like, it's, it's like them as producers making a lot of interesting choices to be like, okay, we're going to have Cuban link and common on a, song rhyming hard as shit and getting the hardest common verse but that's what i want to ask both of you i feel like the beat nuts come with like a mob mentality in terms of like their name of the beat nuts they have crazy beats right i remember being told that for years (laughs) right i don't my memory doesn't hold where they don't you know they've made some great beats but they don't have like two of my top 20 beats right yeah, like, they like probably they're definitely a tier no. like they're in like this but, but no but i'm saying like i feel like producers ever. the way they presented and the, the mythology that goes with them you're told i remember being told the beat nuts a great producer like that's yeah. how they were introduced to me regardless of how many songs i listened to or heard them right. rapping with i'm trying to yeah. think if i was like incepted like yes they make good beats they rap but was you i are. accepted because they're the beat nuts you know you get what i'm saying so th- there's that but there's also even even the fact that they're the idea that they're great producers is a little bit deceiving because mm. they're kind of like when a coach comes to a team that's underachieving mm. and lifts them up to like above like to the middle Collins. of the pack this is doug collins effect in basketball yeah so if you look at like a lot of the early remix stuff that they did it's like with artists that are cool like chiali like they did the funky lemonade remix yeah okay which Change Chi Ali from like a little kid rapper to like a skilled rapper. Oh yeah, this is the fabulous Chi Ali coming at you with something new. You know what I'm saying? We call this one funky lemonade. Lemonade was a popular drink and it still is. Lemonade was a popular drink and it still is. Get a taste of the lemon, lima, rima, ain't the mac or frack or lack or rip tracks like a tractor. Rap reactor with more than a bionic man. I'm blowing up as if I was atomic. No gold through my caps when I rap, so when I'm starting, cause you know and I know ain't no future. Right, but it was the same song. The song just before it had like Michael Bivens style beats. Uh yeah. And they gave, you know, this gave them like a legitimate beat. And you're like, oh, he sounds dope over a legitimate beat. Same thing with like some of the Pete Nice remixes, some of the curious remixes. Mm. Like, so they were sort of leveling artists up because of their production. Mm -hmm. Right. So I yep. think that you like know if you had a one beat nuts beat on your record. Yeah. You could put that on. And I tell people this Maybe the man skills to shit. Yeah. But yeah, you can put that on the outside yeah. sticker. You know that yeah. sticker that goes yeah. outside the vinyl? Yep. Right. Beat nuts, you know, gotta like even if it's one credit, yeah. I remember that would definitely be promo. Yeah. And and if if you listen to their early stuff, a lot of it is very like sort of out of the same school of soul assassins shit okay mm. there's like there's a similar feel like a more like east coast version of soul assassins yeah okay um so i think like you know it's it's a very specific sound that and it's also the there's, a, there's a different sound well you have to again you know yeah. you have to give nod to the cultural they have songs on there where they're rapping in spanish yeah they listen to you know they listen to caribbean music as well like they have like i've been in you know latin homes where the the music source is totally different you know yeah. From when right. I was playing, I'm out. They're not, they're not playing any Patty LaBelle or what, you know, just they're not. Yeah. And, and so when you have that source and sauce, I'm not uh pigeonhole, but like say a family likes to play salsa a lot. Like, yeah. They, I, I feel like their percussion, Tito Fuente and all that. Yeah. They come from a different place with a product, with a percussion is a certain way. They do. So they, they might have a, they might have some other sensibilities. Like they yeah. do produce like basic hip hop ABC, but like 
they can pull they can go in a bag and pull things out that's why i think a lot yeah of and, and i think a lot you hear a lot of it on this record too like this record the sound is very different mm-hmm. and yes. especially like the percussion like you hear like the actual sounds of the percussion aren't like dusty boom bap no they're like yeah. you know like it's like dust. bongos it's like yes, um drums you know maracas yep. and all sorts mm-hmm. of shit going on in there yep. and like the the rhythm is very very sort of latin as well throughout yep. the whole thing yep yeah and I, so I think what what wowed me about it was they were the people they were fucking with on this album like i said like triple sace from terror squad cuban link from terror squad they had this dude Willie Stubbs. He he would be on mixtapes at Latin Cat. Mm-hmm. This dude Swinger that they they brought him back for a couple more records. Another Latin dude, but then it's like Common on Slam Pit, which is the hardest Common verse. Yeah, and they have like Dead Prez doing like a Dead Prez song in the middle of a Beat Nuts record about like you know having a like a morality about you. But then like Tony Touch shows up to just spit a verse, which is crazy. His verse is nuts. I love it's amazing. I, it's one of my favorite verses ever. And then you have like. Greg Nice and Biz to do yeah. their shit like the high. Oh, the Bismarcky appearance is You're a clown. Was the Bismarcky appearance is incredible? It really yeah. is. It's amazing. It's really like and this one is of like his best outfits, and this is way incredible. late in his career. Yes, very late. Rest in yeah. peace to the to the Biz. Yeah, but that is very much if people are like Bismarcky completists, or if you wasn't just being impressed by one of the gods, listen to his appearance on yeah. Musical Mask. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it's really You're impressive. A clown. It's really so good. good. It's, it's really so good. Really it's such a fun song. Carl Thomas raps with the record and they have Cheryl Pepsi. Cheryl Pepsi, yeah. Song. So like they, it's, it's, it's more of like a. So wait, let me ask y'all because y'all were following them. Is this, because that's what I thought of, sort of cover. It's a little bit more put together. Excuse my wheezing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Was this like their little commercial attempt? Well, that's was what I was like getting at. What I was getting together? at is like, okay. when they had off the books, it was kind of like riding the wave of pun. Like it was him hitting all those features on his wave up. Right. And then them having like all Latino dudes in the video because it's pun Cuban link and them. And then the song is mad catchy. Like another that beat would be used in the background for like MTV cribs and shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they were getting yeah. J Lo did a song over it too. J-Lo, she, she definitely yeah, she definitely snatched it. Yeah. yeah so she, she definitely so she was like it. ripping them off. So like that they were having beats that were crossing over. Mm-hmm. And then like we said, all the early credits from the nineties and then getting like I'm pretty sure they got a couple of probably slick R and B credits. Like they I like know, I don't know because I think they they because they were so I feel like they were very much the master up yo we just gonna get one beat off it but you're gonna yeah. know there's a beat nut beat on there and it's gonna right. get it's it's gonna get its due it's gonna be on the marquee yeah I can't find like a definitive list of their production credits it's kind of all over the place it's very yeah, yeah. I mean you know like like be surprised like oh shoot there's a beat nut beat on here like, like you know what I'm saying like, like well they said like um uh yeah well they they did one you know on Supreme that came out after this. And then the beat for fucking no escaping this off their next album, take it or squeeze it. They made it for Ghost, and then he just didn't do anything with it. So they were definitely circulating shit to big rappers. And so I think when when you get to this album, and this and, and murder music is a great parallel because by the time you hit ninety nine, you're like hitting the post like Cash Money's hitting Rough Riders, the beginning of Jay, post Biggie, and there's a lot of space to get to sell a lot of fucking shit mm-hmm. and then these dudes are like in that Nas weird is space off of, game. yeah Nas is off his game. right like he could have used some beats from them yeah. um but they were in a weird space of being like very east coast and like you said latin dudes um who they weren't doing the dusty shit anymore cool yeah. um and they're like rhyming and this is like the thug rap era right this is like nori 
being yeah, on top yeah, of the yeah. world too. So like Nori Ponjo. I, I want to give people the distinction, like because uh, I feel like they just group it all together. Like Thug, Thug rapping, Thug militant. It was that wasn't gangster music was different. Yeah. I just wanted to let people know right. gangster rap was, yes. was was right. very very different. Yes, it's than very the different. Thug, than the thugisms that came a little later with with some of the um thug life and talk and even the um outlaws and like wouldn't right. know how nori raps and all that stuff. It was very different than what gangster rap actually was. Very different, started. right? Because if you go it's back and look at the gangster rap run, when you look at like Compton's Most Wanted and um all of those artists on that side, they were making a lot of that. A lot of them were just like, like MC8, the way he came up, you know, with comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Or Dub C, right. like these guys had long careers doing that gangster, that gangster rap shit. It was pretty much like um, Spider, no, Spider Locus. He's East Coast, you know, But like there was but a, no, there, there was a, there was an older Lope before in one of those um, conglomerates or whatever. But I'm just saying like, when they say reality rap or the CNN, they meant it. Like that's what they were talking about. Like yeah. shit yeah. was happening right outside. Yeah, and like, and, and the beat nuts acquisitions or anything like that. In terms, I'm just saying like the difference between that. And like yeah. The, the so like the thug shit was more of like it wasn't um it wasn't based on like gang culture so to speak. It was more like the attitude of we don't give a fuck and we're from the streets. You know what I mean? Like kind of like the locks, like mm-hmm. that album. Like what was it called? Fuck's called like, um the what's the second locks album called? I'm blanking. Streets. We are the we streets. Are the streets. Like that era of being like wearing that shit like there's no jigginess at all it's just like we're just raw as fuck um so beat nuts are in that world when this hits and so they haven't like there is no dust anymore but what i want to get to is like the musicality of this record to me is fucking crazy because there's like some like 80s kind of like r&b in here then there's like 80s throwback rap but then like they said like there's like heavy spanish shit popping off and then they have like really good dramatic song like i like their beats because there's a, like a lot of drama and tension like in beat nuts forever slam pit um look around like just very cinematic it sounds like they're sampling soundtracks correct me if i'm wrong though because i feel like he also doesn't get a lot of credit for his production chops but I, I feel some parallels between the production of like not the first record but onyx's second record and all when, mm. Fred, when fred joe's taking care of the production right if you listen to some of those onyx beats I, I can I can draw a thin parallel to what the beat nuts were putting out. Now the subject matter album? was the just in a general sense. The subject matter was a lot different mm. and the vocal tones were different. But I think people really skip out on the production on Onyx. Like they really yeah. don't focus on it. They just thought, oh, it's dark and it's Sticky's voice and Fredro's yelling and right. Sunsy is yelling. But the production production on both of those records is yeah the first record was on yeah was the on. first one was child uh, skills yeah rest in peace and then I think and, yeah rest in peace and then but I, again people don't realize how much fredjo produced he did yeah. last days he the, the, that joint with 50 right. said that's him mm-hmm. the worst that's him well yeah. i think the worst might be risen right so i'm just saying but to me now that i'm you know this is the blind spot now that i'm starting to en- engorge myself with this stuff i see a parallel between us especially musically well, see, and I was out of Queens, so there's there's definitely right, a Queens exactly, element yeah. there. Yeah. But I would say the biggest difference between the Beat Nuts and Onyx is the tone, because yeah. the Beat Nuts are they're they're like letting off their gun while laughing at you, whereas like Onyx is like screaming in your face, like wanting yeah, to stomp yeah, you yeah. out. Yeah. And so like that approach, though, like I think so. If you check Stone Crazy, there's a, it's the beginning of them leaning into not just like the dark minor key jazz sample filter with dusty drums kind of like what's some buck wild shit it's them starting to be like let's sample like a western record let's sample like a salsa record let's mm-hmm. they're they're taking sounds and ideas that are outside of the realm of like classic east coast early 90s boom bap so when you get to musical massacre it's like when you're doing like puffing on a cloud it's like that song is nothing it's it's kind of glo- like that could have been an r&b record for somebody else like tamia or some shit right. or even like buddha in the air where carl thomas is singing through a talk box yo let's get out um, you know what i mean second break greetings call out culture listeners what if i told you that there was an album out right now that featured over 20 of your favorite rappers going in on beats made entirely from flipping punk rock samples and what if I told you that album included rappers like Ace Cannons, Def C, Tremrock, Teller Banks, AJ Swade, Curly Castro, Fatboy Sharif, 
Lord Jones Scorsese, Nicey Mouse, Brian Annals, Alex Ludovico, Billy Camp, King Mike of the Infamous, Dome Peace, Rapswell, Bobby Noble, Love Ulysses, Alaska, Zillaraka, Andrew, and Jesse the Tree. Well, this is Jason Griff, and I made that fucking album. It's called Fireside Chats 2. And furthermore, what if I told you you'd get 10% off that fucking album with the discount code CALLOUT because you got impeccable taste and you listen to call-out culture. So tap in with us at Insubordinate Records, get yourself a fucking digital download, a compact disc, a cassette, you can even get a fucking ashtray. And you can save a couple bucks because you listen to call-out culture. Peace. Call Out Culture Podcast. We are back in the house. Uh, shouts to everybody. Check in. Um, the little Patreon exclusive for the live feed, actually, to, for the public, we put together, which was kind of like the best of, like a little mixtape selection. So if you heard that and you've you've been kind enough to hop on the Patreon, thank you for doing that. Patreon.com slash Call Out Culture. Um, and then we had the newest episode of Ask Alaska. Uh, that is rocking now. Uh, but back to this one. Blind Spots, Beat Nuts, Musical Massacre. Um, so all of the things we talked about, like the historical context of the time it came out, the Beat Nuts themselves, hearing it now for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time, do you do you think it's worth you know something you'd want to go back to again? Is it, it Has it been worth your time listening to Musical Massacre in 2023? Um. I feel like it was a decent time spent, but I also think I met I met it when um when I was supposed to. Like mm. if I listened to it back in the day, it would have just blended in with everything else. I doubt I would have went to it again. I would have gave it a cursory listen, but it was definitely one of those things that back then it would have was a crowd. It was mm. crowded on my, it was crowded on my bus, so they would have been stuck in the front by the front door. Wouldn't even have made it to the back where I'm sitting, <laughs> and they would have got off before I even realized they were up in the front. You know, some mm. people get on the bus and they just stand in the front. That's how I feel like this record would have been if I added it on. Like we mentioned all those, we we read through that 99 list. I have like all of those records, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In some way, shape or form. And like I was saying, I was trying to dismiss that myth, but I think, you know, I will say I had those records all around 2000, 2001 and mm-hmm. 99. You know, give it, give it another couple of years yeah. grabbing these things. So again, I think it would have just been a crowded fit for me if i right. dived into that record the moment it came out i just had no space but what um what 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 stood out to you listening to it now though like because watch out now is you know like i said the big hit but what were you th- hearing being like oh shit i didn't know this album had this or like this is fucking well cracking. you know i think don't be hypnotized by singles because <laughs> there's a lot of good material on there but they definitely were singles artists in terms of their popularity so mm. you, you're just really bound to miss some good stuff. You're just not going to look. I feel like it's it's akin to like Daylight albums. They give, they give you a lot. And I know people for a fact don't know sections of Daylight albums. Mm. Like three songs here, two songs there. The last couple of songs they don't know, seriously. So um, um, I really like the Bismarcky feature. I was That's really great. taken aback. I love the Tony Sunshine stuff. I love the Latin culture and the Latin energy mm-hmm. throughout the record. Yeah, Even before they start speaking Spanish. The funny part is like hearing that song blow up on TikTok last year. That was fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> it, it, got, it has like 63 million plays on Spotify because it's tied into TikTok. Wow. But it's that funny crazy. because it's not any of their lyrics. It's just that Yakabo. Yakabo. But TikTok chooses sometimes it's lyrics. Yeah. But I think it's funny if they listen to our old hip hop artists that we would down and they just taking the first four bars yeah like right now it's CeeLo. i mean uh, it's skilo i wish it was a little bit t- that's, that's blown up all over tiktok good for skilo yeah he's gonna get bread off yeah. that shit yeah he's he's killing it what um alaska you how did you feel experiencing this for the first time in 2023 um i, f- I feel like i didn't miss anything <laughs> like i mean you know there there's definitely like some some bangers on there mm-hmm um like i really like like be nuts forever slam pit is amazing uh um, oh, look forever around is a great song amazing. yeah be nuts forever is fucking bonkers and also a, a testament to anybody trying to um organize and sequence their records just look at this as like you can start a record with like a posse cut. so just you yeah know, look look at the beat nuts they've done that a couple of times like start yeah. their records um mm-hmm. 
What's the um, Nori? Well, actually, Beat be Nuts Forever TV. is, but yeah. Beat Nuts Forever, no, 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 Beat Nuts Forever is just Juju and Les going back and forth, and then Triple Sace does the hook. Right, but but in my yeah. essence, what I'm saying is not it's not just purely them. Right. There's a feature on the first track. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Triple That's what I'm saying. So not necessarily a project, a product, posse cut, but like you can have features on your first track and still work. A lot of people are hard hardwired to like, this is the first song, it's just me. Or it's just yeah. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, right. or it's just like a one verse intro thing. Like that's sort of right. happened since like Jay started doing that shit. Yeah. yeah. So I just when you start a song with another character on it, like you're looking at the credits. Yeah. I'm calling it Beat Nuts Forever. It's a second mm-hmm. song. No, right. not counting the intro. I'm just saying, like it's an interesting um sequencing choice. So yeah. It has success. You're the best there is. Psycho last, you're the best there is. <laughs> so good. Juju. That shit is crazy. Yeah. You're the best there is. East to west, even if you wear a vest, they gon' find you with a crowbar dug in your chest. Look at the best, still only second or less. And even he said he don't want it with me. Figure the rest, bigger distress. Whole crew avoiding the rest. You know the name of my clip, nigga. Start with a test. Dogs that'll reload and bark with the best. Talk with a cold heart, spin dark through your flesh. You know the street coast, that's the kilo. Jump on a speedboat, blowing we smoke, counting genos. I made off the chinos, but the one chino wanna play Cochino. So he's standing in front of me, looking stupid like a moron. Hooked up on him, caught him with the former. Called a big Jew and made nigga the war zone. Got my eyes on cheddar as I strive to live live and better. Cause all this shot won't be mine forever. So it's now or never. We get down whatever. Four pounds of But overall, like, I mean, it should have been an EP. Like, mm. like they're they're in a group that would have greatly benefited from the new paradigm of like just being able to release however you want to release right not like there there it feels like there's i mean it was definitely a requirement to do 18 plus songs now 18 plus songs you had to have right a certain now. style of tracks yep yeah you had to have the um check you know, songs the girl track the, exactly the, the fight exactly yeah yeah you check off tracks yeah yeah like so so it ends up like you have like some corny ass shit like puffing on a cloud yeah um, when they start rhyming sex shit, it gets really like I can't help myself. Horny. Um, there's yeah. there's like definitely like, and I'm not saying like the label put this influence on them, but there was like the influence of the industry at large on this record. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like I don't know, like at some points it it almost felt like they veered into a novelty act mm-hmm. when I listened to it. Um, you know, and then the the song with Greg Nice really should have worked, but it didn't. <sighs> You didn't like turn it out? I, come on, no, I don't like it at all. On, turn it out. The video is ill. They're at a pool party. That shit is crazy. Yeah, it it just really didn't do it for me. I was kind of bummed at that one. Wow. I I expected like great things, and then like especially like then the Bismarck song comes like two tracks later, and you're like, ah, what could have been? Because yeah. this shit bangs. You're a clown. And but they, look how that song wasn't even pushed. Yeah. They could have yeah. done a video for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not. You know, hindsight 2020. Of course, yeah. But it's interesting when you. When you get like now with this with this practice with this blind spot series, yeah, when you can really dig into the record and you're like, oh shoot, you got a song with such and such on it, and if yeah. it's yes. like track twelve and you didn't even, you know, I I didn't know about it because you didn't promote it. It's not even like a single or exactly or a snippet. They, or they're very much like a band of merry pranksters. You yes. know what I mean? Like they're rascals. Yeah, they're they're just like they're fun guys having fun being yes. goofy. Correct. Um, sometimes being crass. Very crass. Yeah. Like mostly crass, mostly crass, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, like at the the very end when I'm listening to it out loud, and I'm just like, God damn it, why does like <laughs> there have to be like the woman having an orgasm? What's what's the song? <laughs> he does a song. Oh, he does that '80s Joy Story 2000. <laughs> yeah, 2000 story. <laughs> yeah. No, he. I, I get everything. 99, 2000 is gonna happen. He says, "Oh, yeah, was, exactly." He he says he says he's like he's like he says. He says, she says, I'm crazy horny. I want to ride the p- the pony. I told her I got a long salami and that's no baloney. <laughs> and then he says, like, I had her coochie juicy. She had my head gooey. When I pulled out my Chewbacca dick, she said, Chewy. Yeah. That line and, was... they do all the, and they did like the inflections with their voices too. That was like that. It's like, Chewy. it's kind of, the, it's kind of like the shit that like Eminem was kind of doing back then when he was like a yeah. jokester. You know what I mean? And he just wasn't saying, taking like, too seriously. Those are the types of things like the funny guy on the block would rhyme. Yes. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like that's where I kind of got that feeling with them. Like that's just some shit. Like when you're fucking around with your friends who like don't necessarily really rap, but they have so much personality. Yeah, and they they just have fun. They have two verses. They got the two verse. That's it. Two verses. I'm out of here. No matter what beat it is, what's going on, freestyle insight. No, two verses. They work. I'm out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I clearly feel very differently, and thinking about this album now, um. I didn't start making beats till maybe like three years after this record dropped, but this album introduced me to, to what I really, really love the sample, which is like Spanish records, mm. because you get like a lot of drama, you get a lot of tension, you get like a lot of, um, like, like there's like a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama in Spanish records and Italian records. Mm-hmm. It's like, those are like my two favorite genres just like to listen to either for samples or for fun. So stuff like Siakabo, which is, you know, a Spanish record to sample, is crazy you know yeah. what i mean like that that beat even though they're rhyming in spanish they put out a remix later an english version with method man mm. on like a loud record sampler so i have that cd somewhere um but then like you know watch out now it's like watch out now kind of off the books started them picking like these kind of like circus sounding records or something yeah. you know i mean like this that's what this i was little, saying when i think they're kind of like a novelty act yeah like it, it's if if they were just like a one hit wonder, you never heard them before or after. Watch out now, you'd you'd like oh yeah the beat nuts. Watch out now, like that's yeah. okay, and and that would be that would make sense, you know. But I, but for me, it's like hearing beat nuts forever, and then even like you know, um, muchacha when they're just kind of like having fun rhyming, slam pit, um, coco tasso. I just really liked that they also knew their limits as rappers, so it's like yeah. well we if we get common on a song he's gonna fucking we're gonna have his do go crazy and he there was a they there was an interview with one of them saying like when how they got this hard-ass verse from him where they said something like yo we don't want no martin luther king fucking lyrics <laughs> like they said to him like we want ignorant shit from him so he did it Picture a king, we he the holy book and big rings. Real nigga doing big things, interpreting dreams off of Jim Bean. Ancient sweep with six teams. My guys got the block zone to the end seam. I'm on the other side, trying to get green. So I'm fast and grass and ass at least a day. Warm with self, I battle the Middle Eastern way. Bring heat like the months, that's Easter May. Cast it in a roll of soul. A new school nigga that knows the old. To memory I hold the scroll, my flow is a roll. Let's travel, you rock, but been through less gravel. My mystique suggests battle and what have you rip a nigga from new york to west coast chicago don't give a fuck where he from he'll get beat like a drum till his rap goes numb seeking to hop producer for circulation i strangle his string music and suffocate his drum wanted to be a star till i seen i was the sun got my weight up like pun improvised to get ass emphasized to get past fuck a mic check i bring my flow in cash um, but then like you know like even, even these dudes like no goodas that are on this song are rated which is like an ill interlude joint yeah they remind me of, like soul assassins kind of guys to mm-hmm. your point you know what i mean so it's like it was it was fascinating to see who they can get on their record whether it was biz or or, or carl thomas who was hot at the, at the time and then like what they would do with those people you know what i mean like so cash room i said daylight like every day law album you hear is you know, like you know that them doing their take on like what's what's happening in the culture at the time and like bending it through a day law lens and i feel like beat nuts was doing that of like oh the label wants us to get carl thomas but we're gonna get him on a song called buddha in the air when he's gonna sing through a fucking talk box so he's not like the hot carl thomas from the radio but he he is carl thomas on this album but like we're gonna do like some 80 shit with him you know what i mean mm-hmm. that like no one was doing no one was doing that with carl thomas so it's like they were taking chances and even like the interludes like i, I like spelling beat notes with little donnie like, i was gonna say i love that shit it, it reminds me of like some uh ghetto brothers shit <laughs> e eat pussy <laughs> that shit's so funny t turn around ho it's like just irreverent you know what i mean yeah. it's just like it's just it's like you said the funny guys on the block that rhyme it can make a little beats i will say like juju ryman he's like really leveled up on this record to me where i was like quoting him and looking forward to him spitting now granted in the scope of like being a a a group of producers yeah rapping you know and like less lean more into being like kind of like the the sillier guy with the personality yeah 
and just saying funny shit and juju like really like trying to go bar for bar with regular i don't want to say like non-producer guys but you know what i mean like be on some mc shit so I juju has that. a great voice and presence that really like he could coast on that alone oh yeah um and then you know when you add like he has a, a really nice way of delivering like the impact lines definitely does right it's like it's really like he does that better than most people do that he's so good you know what um, i mean he, yeah he's so good so he's uh, uh the ring run yeah exactly Starang. he's got that Good vibe ball. to him yeah. uh and inspector deck too like yes similar muscle there um z i i like what you were saying about them being producers that rap right because it's when i was listening to like going back through their whole collection i kind of had that same feeling like it's like the way like pete rock raps on his own beats right or even like diamond d raps on his own beats like there's a real like comfort in there right that like they know exactly what's needed for their beat whereas like if it goes to an mc an yeah. mc is going to put more like sort of of the more mc-ish style to it maybe because they're, they're only you're right because when an mc when you get a beat your job is like okay i i provide the words the context the emotion yeah. the, the technical flair it's like having a lead guitarist on a track versus right. a rhythm guitarist they're the rhythm yes. guitarists yes they are the rhythm guitar and you need that you know yeah. what i mean like you need so someone like um like you're saying like, like a producer who raps like when you listen to diamond d or lord finesse mm -hmm. they're like hey man we're just gonna play this banging ass beat and say some fly funny shit and keep it moving yep. and get out you know the way mean? get yeah. out the way producers and that rap definitely know how to get out the way right yeah. rappers we we don't we actually don't have that skill we don't know what we have to learn later yeah sometimes less is more definitely producers can definitely get out their way but there's a yeah. definitely mode like on um soul survivor one i know how pete rock's gonna rap on all of those songs oh yeah before he even does it once i hear the little snippet of the beat all right pete rock's gonna do this and then that's about it you know what i'm saying he's not mm -hmm. gonna surprise me yeah which is fine which right. is fine you know what i mean but we know that going in like, right I, I know what i'm getting from you know from the chocolate boy wonder when he's rapping and so same thing with the b-nuts i kind of know yes. what I'm yep. getting because they're not gonna they're not gonna go too far out of there comfort with you know their comfort space and stuff yeah so, like that that same point you make is he about they know their limitations but they thrive within those parameters yes not to try to do too much they they definitely like like i said juju was definitely rhyming way harder and sharper than he had been in the past it's also like album four you know what i mean like you yeah. should be getting better in general yeah um but they also and, were like again being like okay oh this beat sounds like a bismarck <laughs> beat you're a clown let's just get biz you know what i mean like let's yeah. not fucking overthink this shit <laughs> like just let's give bismarck on the bismarck beat guys like hello you know what i mean or even like beat nuts forever is like a, it is a very like mafioso thug that era of rap shit it's like okay well we have a guy from terror squad on the song you know what i mean terror squad's like getting yeah. hot with pun and joe and then cuban it's weird that they don't they don't have pun on the record that's mm -hmm. kind of weird to me or joe but I or think joe. Those, i think that, that was a point i think that was deliberate mm -hmm done to like when i on these coattails and whoever so you know it's funny a, me you'll see I'm, a terror yeah. squad member yeah there's two of them yeah but you won't Humanly. you won't you won't see joe or pun right yeah, i think that was delivered and even like they have so from like the loud records bullpen which you know they were part of like they have dead press but they don't have anybody from woo nobody from mob deep you know what i mean or exhibit like none of them are on this but they have dead press but I, I won't I won't sit there and say the all loud artists work together because that's not really the case. There was definitely uh I think there was what one loud co compilation ever? No, 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 but they but they had like um they were they were in each other's orbits heavily. Like Mob yeah, I, get, Deep, I get that. I think they like were Mob aware. Deep had Raekwon on the, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think they were aware of each other working, but there was no consistent thread. It's not like no native tongue things from mm. of all these loud artists. They would I'll work. say this. Okay. Um, all right. We'll put it this way: like Capital Punishment has a lot of loud dudes because Pum was on loud, but but you also have like you're right. Like you have like the Wu Tang loud guys that are like Wu Tang. Like they're they just do Wu Tang, and then you have like um who else was on loud at this time? If you had Pun, you had Beat Nuts, um, Mob. Yeah, like Mob, mob Deep. But see, Mob would have. Uh, they they would just have like Ray. 
They would just Alcohol, have Ray. Alcoholics yeah. on loud at this point. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. Licks. Yeah, the Licks. Exhibit. Exhibit. Exhibit, yeah. exhibit so and it, the Licks. But Exhibit has his solo. And Catastrophe has his solo through loud. But he has Ray. Episode. He's got Ray on his shit through loud. You see what I'm saying? But if you on look out. at um, Alcoholics records, you look at the features. But if you look at Catastrophe's record, it's very different. That's what I'm saying. But he 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 has Ray at least. That's like the, and It's the yeah. only loud guy. So I'm just saying like they had access to that, which was like the hottest East Coast label outside of you know, like Rough Riders or Rockefeller. Right, but I don't think... Dead Prez. Yeah, but I just don't think there was this inherent mm. collaboration, like, I say, say, like, for Violator. Ah, good call. This worked up and down and through that stuff, or when the Soul Quarians was doing their deal. So I'm just saying, like, Loud had a lot of talent, a lot of, but it didn't seem like all Loud artists. You know, you know, I'm thinking, you know why I'm thinking about that? Because we were talking about Pete Rock when I interviewed him a few years back ago, he said that being on loud, he was like, Oh, I had access to everybody. And everybody was excited to work with me. I was excited to work with everybody on loud. And it was like one big whole fucking click. But um, he's a producer. True. And he's a legendary dude. Uh, beat nuts are like definitely like that step below like the, the Pete rock premier Dre Rizzo tier of, you know, however you want to rank people. He's always Dilla, all those dudes. Um, final thoughts, blind spots, Beat Nuts, Musical Massacre. Anything um, to cover? It was a good listen. Um, like I said, I think now was the time for me to catch up with it. Mm. It would have got, got lost in the mist if I was listening to it back in the day. I, I don't think I'm where Alaska was where um, it was almost like in, in non-consequential. Alaska, like you didn't get anything from it necessarily. I hope I'm not misquoting you. Um, but it's good to have in my mental Rolodex yeah. with their catalog. Fuck yeah. And so, and how familiar, real quick, were you with their just general catalog? Not. Not familiar that much? No. Nah, like nah, I know the singles, but no. I don't. I, I couldn't even tell you what's on Intoxicated Game. Mm. I probably know what's on it, but I couldn't tell you right now. And definitely not Stone Crazy. I don't know that record at all. Yeah, Stone Stone Crazy. It's interesting. It's it's a weird, interesting listen of like the whole landscape's changing, and they're like trying to figure out what they're gonna be. And then by the time this album hits, like Alaska said, it's like okay, now it's we're going into like a more polished time for sure. There's no more dust crackling anywhere on this shit. So anyway, yeah, Alaska, what about you? Um, Final thoughts. I mean, I I feel like it kind of feels like the stock music version of a hip hop record. Mm. like if you know it was like in the background of like a james con movie or something like that you would <laughs> like it, you wouldn't even bat an eye right like it it just it doesn't feel and, and I, I don't mean to like undersell it but it doesn't feel like important or mm. i mean and the, you know there's hundreds of albums like this i've made albums like this where it's like it's forgettable but they they actually managed to have a couple big hits on theirs. So like kudos to them. Like, <laughs> you know, um, they they've done something even it's like a single delivery system to me. It's mm. like, you know, there's one or two singles on the record and everything else on there is just a delivery system, which was sort of industry standard at the time. Right. Right. right? Like how many albums can you count that you bought because of a single? And that was the only song on a record that was worth it a damn. True. So you know, it, it was it was a, a victim of its time, maybe in that way. But hmm. I mean, it's, it was cool. Like it's the beat nuts, you know. Yeah, it's like having your crazy drunk uncles over for a little bit. Basically, yeah, yeah you nailed it with that. Um, I guess my closing thoughts: This is just, it's always going to be like a really cool album to me because I I remember like playing this in my dad's green fucking toyota camry with the windows down like whipping around the city and going to jersey and doing whatever doing some ne'er-do-well shit but i liked it because it was just like it i didn't have exposure like you got you said castro at some point like the, like the puerto rican day parade like i had none of that where i was right. living i had no exposure to latin culture so he wasn't down kensington you weren't down KNA. no are you fucking kidding me yeah, Fuck, you can I go there. never go to KA. um but i feel like this this was to me like this album has like so much life and color to it in terms of the production and like the irreverence and the jokes and i felt like the the first wave of the beat nut stuff was just more like yeah like it could have been like an oc record you know just in terms of production and, not, and that's not a bad thing whereas i felt like this one 
it didn't sound like a DMX record or even like a Nori record, you know what I mean? Or pun. And it had like a, a life to it. I thought it was really fun at the time and being like younger and being like, Oh shit, like laughing at the jokes. Like, Oh, these guys are fucking crazy. Like, wow. He said, you know, <laughs> Chewbacca, dick. <laughs> you know, it's out of control. So it's like very appealing for a 17 year old who's discovering this whole, um, this whole other universe of, of, you know, Latin rappers, producers that were leaning more into, like Castro said, like that lane. Uh, and then as time went on, they did that more and more. Um, the, I think it was the one after this, take it or squeeze it. I bought that one. And then that you, Alaska, you might like that one because it's only like 13 songs, take it or squeeze yeah. it. And then the last one I bought was called like milk em or milk me. Yeah, milk them or something like that. That's really yeah. bad. That one's not. I, I bought that. I was like, the. I, I think I kind of got rid of that one. Um, but yeah, so this this is probably my favorite one out of all the records. Uh, Shasta Wally Clark. He's a diehard street level dude. He he does not recognize a musical massacre. Yeah, I mean, um, street level is interesting because it also had like a third member in the group at that time. Yeah, fashion. Altariq. Yeah, Altariq. Yeah, love Altariq. His album is really cool. I, I had it and lost it. Uh, God Connections when he went solo. Yeah. It's really cool. Fashion is like one of the coolest fucking rap names. It's a good rap name. It gives my man fashion right there. A lot of pressure to you know look good all the time, yeah. but shouts to him. Well, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Anything yeah. else you guys want to share? I, I think. Um, uh, go out and support Trap Move. We have a remix out and a remix and a video for the remix. Mescalito. We, uh, Mescalito. Um, we have a remix out by DJ Haram. Mm-hmm. And we have a video out directed by my man Mo Sebo. So check out both. And the third thing is go buy the album. Still got oh, yeah. copies for sale. It's the best album cover of 2022. Yes, yeah. And yeah. Um, it's a nice little gatefold design. Sounds I actually banging. just got mine in the in the mail the other day. I was yeah, pretty excited about it. Stuff going yes. out. Yeah, it's going, it's Sounds going great. When so, I get back in the office, it's going up on the shelf. So, you know, yeah, indulge us, um, tap in, um, come take a visit to the Blade City. There's shrapnel. There it is. And check you guys on Next Movement podcast. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, you guys we did just that, dropped right? it. Yeah, so when this comes out, yeah, people were here. We had an episode with Next Movement talking about yeah, metal th- lung and felt too. And it was a good conversation. Bang. I was, I, I enjoyed it. I, I already listened to it. Dope. That's what's up. That's what I got. Cool. Alaska? Uh, I got, um, by the time this comes out, the new EP will be out with uh, me and Jason Griff called Pop Songs for the Apocalypse. So dope. And uh, it'll be coming your way. So I think we're going to actually, we're, we're going to drop it on Saturday, but I think we're going to drop it on Friday. Yes. Please yeah. do that on Friday. Cool. Yeah. Um, we have a, we're working on an EP. Yeah, that's true. The call out culture um, EP. No, I'm in Shrap. I'm in Shrapnel. Oh, okay. I'm trying to keep <laughs> a secret about the call out culture thing, but yeah, there it goes. Yeah. Uh, call out culture is working on something, but Shrapnel will have an EP. Um, hopefully by next month. Um, the one good caveat is we have uh, a guy solo feature. Nice. Uh, so you know, two newest bucks on backwards getting together to do some damage. So no. um, and also the remix will be on the EP. That's the nice. So. Nice. That me and Prem, we working. Cool. Um, I'm finishing up Sedale Threat remixes. I actually did not like my remix I did, and I'm doing it. I'm two thirds done. Another one today. Um, and I got the photos that we, we want to use. So we'll start leaking those songs out. Waiting for Smalls to send me some shit. And uh, Sedale Threat remixes coming. And uh, me and Jason Griff were texting today about wrapping up our record. And Alaska, I'm just waiting for your vocals. Album Am I the only one you're waiting for? That's it. Damn, my bad. I gotta you're write. Right. I gotta write two more verses for it. There you go. So Jesse, right. Jesse just sent me his shit. So there you go. Today, uh, like two hours ago. So there you go. So me and Jason Griff. Uh, more details will merge clearly in the coming weeks and months, but that album will be in route to being mixed and mastered at some point soon. And then uh, I'm looking. I haven't got any updates yet on the vinyl for me and Andrew. Um, he just got to write up in the Wire magazine for um, sad dance songs. I don't know. Yes, he did. So shouts to Ginger Slim for that. And then uh, me and Andrew got to put that album on physicals. There's so much happening at the same time. It's hard to. <laughs> oh yeah, see, I forgot something too. I have a new single 
with Willie Green dropping on Friday. Ooh. Friday. By the time this episode's dropped, the single will nice. be out. It's called Born Ready, produced by Willie Green. Fuck yeah. Uh, so yeah, got that. I got us. I got another song on Spectacular Diagnostics new yes. record. That shit is crazy. It's me, a logic, and Def C. Yes. A logic kills us all and leaves us bloody. But it's a good song. Um, <laughs> so um check out all that stuff. I, I just got a lot going on, ladies and gentlemen. So just bear with me. That's awesome. Keep hitting them. A lot of shit. All right. All right, gentlemen. Here it is. Shabam Shablau. Thank yes. y'all to all our patrons. Thank y'all to all our listeners. Yep. We'll have another one for y'all next week. Yes. In the next couple of weeks. We'll see. Yeah. Shabam. Right, Shablau. Right, peace. 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 Yo, what's up? It's little Donnie. Yo, let's go on B last together, bro. Chill, quiet. Hold on. B. Now I'm